0: Welcome to the Economically Speaking Podcast, hosted by the Town of Babylon IDA CEO, Tom Dolan.
1: Welcome, I'm Tom Dolan, CEO of the Town of Babylon IDA, and you are listening to Economically Speaking, the information podcast designed to deliver the latest economic development news in the town and the surrounding region. Today's episode, episode number five, we're joined by Kevin Siler and Bill Kiernan, the owners of Sand City Brewing Company. They are the two IDA clients that we've had the pleasure of helping expand their business to the town. This episode, the first of many in which the podcast will look to highlight some of our local businesses. Let's jump into today's episode and introduce our guests, Kevin and Bill. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, appreciate being here. Uh, I'll do it the right way now, Bill and Kevin. (laughs) Uh, Maybe if you guys would like, you could just kind of just share with everyone a little bit about yourselves. And uh, we can then get into talking about uh, business and how that'll kinda happen.
0: All right, my name's Kevin Seiler. am co owner, brewer at San City Brewing Company. Uh, we opened up in October of two thousand fifteen in Northport. Since then we've been brewing, you know, all different styles. I wanna say we're we're well on our way toward maybe three hundred brands at this point that we've brewed over the over the past uh wow. Six years. Every day we're just kind of looking to brew some more and more more stuff, especially now with our new spot in Lindenhurst. We've got a lot more taps, so uh, a lot more taps to fill, which means a lot more varieties that we've been brewing, so we've been coming up with some pretty fun
2: stuff. That's great. Great. Yeah. That's, uh, that's quite the introduction for yourself, Kevin. You know? <laughs> um, my name is Bill Kiernan, <laughs> and I'm uh, Kevin's business partner, co-owner at Sand City Brewing Company, and uh, everything you said is true. Uh, you know, we're excited now to be in our second location. Uh, hopefully, making more and more different varieties of beer and different. You know, obviously the brands are a fun thing, but you know, adding to the styles, of course, also.
1: Yeah, uh, and again, we had the opportunity a couple of weeks back. We had the opportunity to take a tour and looking up at that menu. There's there's a lot of a lot to choose from up there. That's for sure. Um, so let's talk about where where did this all how did this all happen and, and what got you guys into the brewing business?
0: So, uh, back in 2005, I started home brewing in my backyard. And um, it was a hobby that became an obsession and an obsession that eventually became a business. Bill and I have been friends since before. Before that, he uh, he actually used to uh, used to rent a, an apartment in my house, believe it or not. Okay. He and his wife Alice. Slumlord. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and um, so you know, on brew days, he'd come over and kind of just uh, drink all the beer.
2: Okay. Yeah. I would absolutely be a nuisance to him. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to tell him what to add, what not to. What was that one ingredient? I I used lavender. Oh no, it's St. John's Wort. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, unfortunately, Kevin's been having to deal with some of my, my you know wild ideas and, and beyond <laughs> r- rational thinking for <laughs> right. the long haul. Uh, well, I think the personalities and
1: what you guys created has been a perfect mix also. Um, what you know, When you started up there, was there is, is that where you guys are from originally, too, up in the Northport area? Or what made Northport the first spot?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I grew up in Farmingdale. Uh, Kevin happened to be living in Northport. And as he mentioned, I was, you know, renting at his place as well. We were living in Northport. Uh, And and this building happened to become zoned for a brewery uh, in the downtown. It's at 60 Main Street uh, in in Northport Village. And uh, it's still there. It's still operational there, obviously. And, uh, you know, more or less, you know, we heard through the grapevine that this building was available. And Kevin called me up one day and said, hey, I think we're gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was, I was walking my dog, uh, totally <laughs> unprepared. And you know, you get a phone call from Kevin, you know, you pick up. Right. Uh, and, right. and you know, I, I, in my head, you know, I thought, this is like kind of a no brainer because Kevin makes really great beer. Right. So it made sense that, that you know, we would want to make this product. It was, it was quite a steep learning curve mm. uh, to figure out the mechanics of the business uh you know brewing in a commercial environment right right and then so that
1: was successful that was going well and I know again even before you guys had come here I heard about you which was mm-hmm. a great thing and it was only you know great feedback all the time so when did the idea of the expansion comes so you're having success up there and then now you have this idea that you want to expand and kind of walk us through that a little bit
0: all right, so um, the the facility in Northport, it's uh, twenty three hundred square feet, including tasting room. Uh, about fifteen hundred of that is production space, where we've got you know eleven foot ceilings in the back. So we uh, we put in the biggest tanks that we could there, and we over the course of two years we expanded there to as many tanks as we could, which was seven. Basically, we just got to a point where we literally could not make any more beer. We couldn't fit another tank in there. So it was either stay where we were, um, which, you know, we we definitely contemplated that because we, you know, we, we were making a good product. Um, we were able to employ a bunch of employees, full-time employees, um, supporting ourselves, our families, their families. Mm. Um, but the idea that, you know, there's still demand for our product and there's just, there's more growth there. So we haven't reached that equilibrium. Um, it's a tough pill to swallow to just say, let's stay where we are when we know that there's, there's a lot more we can be doing. So we started looking around now. One of the big, one of the big issues is, uh, is wastewater. So Mm. trying to find a location, we needed to be on sewers and and Long Island, there's not too many sewer. There's really not too many towns that are on sewers, especially on the North shore. Sure. So um, a lot of the buildings that we found, you know, we needed some space, high ceilings, and uh, and and being on sewers. So a lot of the spaces we found just didn't really meet those requirements. So one after the other, we just sort of, well, maybe we can make this one work. Maybe we can make that one work. Uh, eventually, um, we had uh, a couple of people from Lindenhurst reach out to us. They, it was R. J. Renner, right? Yeah, he was a mm-hmm. he, yeah. Yeah, R. J. specifically ret- reached that's out. That's great. To us. He did a great job with that. Mm-hmm. That's for sure and uh, took Bill around, showed him uh, a couple spots, one of the spots being the old CBS building, which is 150 right. South Walwood Avenue where we right. currently are. You know, I went back and looked at it with them and uh, the space was great, but the, the, the big problem there was that it was, um, you know, it was an old CBS building that had a, a, a big wood floor mm-hmm. throughout. So having these large tanks in there, obviously you need to have a, a, lot of, um, a lot of structure underneath it to support them. So you gotta be on concrete, you gotta be on a concrete slab. Got it. So we, we ran through a bunch of ideas of, you know, maybe trying to reinforce the floor with cement or filling the hole, ripping the floor out, filling it in with cement. And uh, all of these just seemed to be cost prohibitive. So we, we, we kept looking. And then, probably about a year later, we came back to the space and uh, we just said, you know what, we can make this work. We're just going to rip the floor out and basically sink the brewery down into the into the basement. yeah, yeah. And that's what we did. And it was you know i mean there, there's some obstacles that go along with that but we we gained extra you know extra ceiling height so we could put bigger tanks in there and just um all in all it's it's been working pretty well for us That's
1: sure. Been, so. and i gotta tell you again on the tour very impressive you know Thank given we, what you did and, and we we can get into that a little bit so once this Became a reality that this was going to be and you were gonna settle here because I know part of the conversation You guys almost punted on this building at Mm -hmm. one point, right? Yeah, and you did a lot of back-and-forth and and, uh, Real glad you came but what do you tell us about some of that and, and some of the design of what people if they when they come to your brewery I thought it was so cool. You used a lot of the material that was in the
2: building and Kind of sure made it part of what we see today yeah, I mean, you know, Kevin was more or less explaining one of the big hurdles, which was removing that flooring. Right. Um, and, you know, early on when we got into the building, we had a couple of friends who were engineers, you know, uh, professionals. Uh, some of the some of the professionals over at TriTech, which has a new building over yeah, there, yeah. Uh, helped us to kind of feel comfortable with the project and you know one of them pointed out you know that that this building had a lot of materials that you would never find again in production uh the floorboards you know the the cross beams the width that you know they don't mill that size anymore so we did take some care to preserve some of the the wood and reclaim it uh, because we knew hey you know this is a it's not a, it's not a historic building, but it's an older building. So we tried to kind of reuse of some of the floorboards. Uh, we removed approximately what sixty seven hundred square feet of flooring, um, and we had a lot of these boards milled, turned into the tables in the tasting room, uh, the facade of the wall, and under the bar. Uh, you know, and, and who would have thought that doing something like that at the time? would be more economical than trying to find wood right. uh, today. You know, I mean, right. you know, right. you go to Home Depot and a two by four is $9. Um, or, it's, that, or it's not there. Or it's not there, <laughs> right. And and you know, at the time when we we're getting this, we, we used a mill up in Huntington. Our contractor would cart it up and, and have it milled. And we were thinking, geez, you know, this is expensive. But in hindsight, we, we probably saved some money on, on what we would have had to have done anyway. Sure. But, you know, that was, as Kevin mentioned, one of the biggest hurdles. But to us, you, you know, looking at, at a 10,000 square foot building in a, in a downtown environment with foot traffic and, you know, parking in the village, uh, you know, uh, and Lindenhurst is an incredibly vibrant village, you know, yeah. with all these new restaurants opening and the Long Island Railroad right there. Uh, you know, so, so we yeah. kind of thought, you know, when do you see buildings like this? Sure. Uh, you know, as... And when do you have that situation married with uh, a local government that that wants to see this? You know,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so but it did take us about uh, about a year to decide, mm-hmm. and then it took us about two years to to do this build out. Sure, um, you know, between all the work that had to be done. Well, you know, as I shared with you guys, I am a resident
1: of Lindenhurst also, right. and and the the, uh, the interaction we had. People so what's going on, Tom? When does this happen? I said, it's happening. You know, right. When it happens, it's going to be great, which it is. And one of the other things you talked to me about, again, about being in that downtown, you know, as we were standing at the tour, just all the cars going by, you you just point, you and this is what we wanted also. Because sure. a lot of times the breweries are stuck behind in some industrial parks and things like that. So this was very unique in being able to be in a downtown.
2: Yeah. And the village has a, has a history of, of brewing. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, the, there was an old brewery down on on was that Montauk Highway, yeah. uh, Linden Brew, I think. Exactly. It was yeah. So yeah. you know, it, it felt like a nice historic fit. That's awesome.
1: Um, what's the feedback you're getting? I mean, I know when I go by, anytime I go by, especially as you get closer to the weekend, it's 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 hopping. It seems to be at all times. It's been pretty bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I true. mean. <laughs> It's been, pretty, uh, it's been pretty. It's been pretty nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been busy. That's good. Do you find where do you find most of the people coming from? Do you find it as a destination that it's not just Linderhurst people, or they, they've been from or? all around, from what I've seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, we obviously had our following, you know, with Northport, but we're still a small brewery, so there's still a lot of people who didn't know about us. Um, one thing that was was actually really nice. You know, people were were saying, "Well, are you afraid you're gonna kind of hurt?" your Northport spot by opening in Lindenhurst because maybe now people are going to go there and you're going to see that. And the truth is uh, we, we've kind of seen the opposite, you know, that when we opened in Lindenhurst, it was a whole new market. Um, sure, people who knew about us already, people are coming to check us out, some of our, our customers from Northport sure. up there, but, but Northport's still their home. They still, they still go there. And then um, the new, you know, just the new crowd in Lindenhurst, people who've never heard of us before just saw that there was a new spot opening up. Right. And came and checked us out and um, heard about us for the first time, so now we've got a whole new set of customers there, which um, awesome. which has been really good and the and the feedback's been incredible, and um, you know it's it's really nice to just be able to sort of
1: take our product and push it out there to to a whole new market. That's awesome. That really is. So let's talk a little bit about our relationship and what you know how that all had come and we we mentioned R J before, but he was a big catalyst and. Sure. In the, that whole
2: thing, and is that
1: how you heard about the IDA through uh, through him?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the IDA was something maybe I read about in Newsday, you know, years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can imagine <laughs> what that article. I'm <laughs> but, you know, I mean, maybe maybe heard of it, but it yeah. certainly wasn't uh, a household you know acronym in my in my way. Sure. Uh, and when when RJ reached out to us, show us around the village a lot. Uh, you know, one of the hurdles of the building, you know, being on Long Island involved the property tax. Sure. Uh, you know, which which on that particular location were mildly astronomical, to the point where Kevin and I said, well, you know what, we can we can work out some of this financing, but that tax is is really preventative. You know, so the IDA, when we eventually heard of it, you know, it was. Incredibly supportive to help us because it, it meant that we were able to invest a lot of money, not just in infrastructure, but you know, bringing on all these new jobs awesome. uh, at that yeah. location. And and honestly, it, it probably wouldn't have happened uh, because that was more or less that one hurdle. Sure. that was difficult for us the thing that i discovered at the time was that because we were manufacturing you know we're in the manufacturing business that's our license from new york sure that that was you oh, know was the a thing big that made it happen. for us yeah. sure you know we heard some feedback from different people but it's it's
1: usually the same people that they say no and they're not sure even what's coming but they they already know and they don't want it but uh it worked out well, and yes, because of the manufacturing, that helped. And we also looked at it as part of a, uh, and again, we partnered with uh, the Village of Lindenhurst on many projects. But it was a community development also. I mean, that right. building sat vacant for a long time. Yeah. Huh? I want to say almost 10 years. I, I might be wrong, but it was for a while. That yeah. building sat vacant. So to see it up and running again, and that's exactly what it is, eventually get it back on a tax roll. The way the pilots are structured kind of helps you guys get started and going, and then mm-hmm. somewhere
2: down the road, it gets crazy again. No, I'm kidding. But But it's been a good incubator, I think, you know, for us having all these, because we don't have a, uh, you know, we don't produce food there. Sure. You know, so having all these incredible local restaurants that are willing to bring food to our place for customers, um, you know, it's been really nice to see. uh, I think, right, you have the
1: menus right in the.
2: Yeah, we have the menus on the
1: tables. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And and, And I think we shared that with you. Like you said, there is that multiplier effect that people don't get. You right. know, Because of being a destination, now all of a sudden, and you got the, the operating space too, <laughs> that right. you could sit. It's it's kind of real nice the way you did that, no doubt. There was some hurdles, I know you spoke about that. I know that Lindenhurst did everything they could to help you. We we did our part, but there, there were some challenges, right? with trying to get a brewery in a downtown and maybe you kind of just not go crazy on that, but just a little bit, uh, but you're up and running. But there were some obstacles as far as getting to where you, you needed
2: to get to. Sure, I mean, well, you know, there's the one obstacle that we were doing our build out through during a pandemic, right, uh, sure, you know, which sure. which, you know, threw a little bit of a, a curveball there. But, you know, the, but the other part of it, as you're pointing out, the pandemic aside, is is that we're, we're in, installing a manufacturing location. In a, in a downtown commercial district you know and Kevin can talk about some of the the main brewing hurdles we have we had to deal with the fact that we had to structurally amend this building um, and then also provide a, a location where people felt like they wanted to go to sure you know so so developing a manufacturing plan while at the same time creating an inviting tasting room for a common customer you know that that was a hurdle in of itself sure. But yeah, there were plenty of hurdles that you know Kevin could talk to about trying to just be a good neighbor for sure. Sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, with uh, with brewing beer, you've got a lot of raw ingredients that go into it. You've got your your barley, your hops, your yeast, and uh, disposing of that all as well. So I mean, just our organic, getting getting rid of our organic waste, finding you know people that can take it and do the right thing with it, um, has been one of our one of our hurdles that you know we've been we've been working with some. Uh, a couple of companies there, um, trying to make the best use out of our 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 waste. Right. So we found places where you know it, it's getting composted and, and um, actually helping other people. We're we're constantly going through struggles and hurdles with this business because um, you know it's a multifaceted business. It's not just uh, most businesses. You know you've got your product that you focus on. And, and that's really it. You know, we're, we're not just in the manufacturing business, we're in the entertaining business, we're in the distribution business, the sales business. The, sure. You know, I mean, you name it, everything you could think of, and any business you could think of, that's the business we're in right now. Right. Right now, um, having all of this space, you know, you don't build a brewery like this to just say, all right, well now we're just gonna keep it small. Right. We wanna get our product out there to the, to the market. We wanna, we wanna be all over the place. Sure. So um, we're, we're trying to, trying to grow our, our distribution and sales team right now. And, you know, there's a lot of financial hurdles that go along with that in terms of we, we need more, a few more vehicles. We need to bring on, obviously, more personnel and more tanks as well to brew more beer. So, you know, it kind of and, and then more cooperage, more kegs to store the beer in, more cans, more everything. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's sort of the biggest hurdle we're going through right now is figure is figuring out the expansion game. Gotcha. Um, but
1: uh, but it definitely keeps us on our toes. It's, it's well, I know the, the brewing community is uh, you know we spoke about the other uh, the gentleman that opened up in Kopek, uh, mm-hmm. but you guys communicate. You do a great job of that. Um, For sure. Is there anyone that has gone through what you're going through right now that? you communicate with to help you through this process? Tons of our
2: friends. You know, I mean, um, I don't think there's a a couple days that go by without speaking to industry friends to see, hey, how did you navigate this problem? What creative solution did you have here? How do you deal with this? You know, it's it's a a very positive community. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, You know, there's not a sense of competition that you might see in other products. Right. Uh, And, you know, that's like, on in an extra kind of way, internally, this past year, this build-out, you know, our staff and the people we've added to that staff have just been really the backbone of the business. You know, Kevin and I, we're kind of in the big idea business, and, and we might be trying to decide about certain things, but all those things, you know, get put into action by our employees, Sure, uh, you know, who who really make it happen. You know, on the flip side, the employees of other breweries, you know, who we might ask, you know, or our employees learn from. Right. Um, so, you know, and it, it was actually, we were down in, in Florida with a, a good pair of friends of ours when we decided, you know, that, that the building could be useful, that, you know, it had this basement, we were talking through the problems with it. And, right. and they were like, well, just remove the floor and deal with it. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, like sometimes you have to kind of go away to find some type of, yeah, you know, solution, right? You know, that's kind of one of the things that happened. That's great. That's great support that you have. You know, the expansion
1: and, and, like you said, everything that you're going through right now. Is there anything again? We talked about the pandemic, and I'm glad we're we seem to be on the other side of that right now, and and that's a lot better. And again, we're seeing some of the people coming out and what's going on in the downtown. Is there anything you want to share with the listening audience as far as? some of the things that you're gonna be doing or that they could look for as far as if they wanna come visit you and, and to see what's happening at Sand City.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, Kevin can add to this. You know, for us, we're, we're kind of just getting started. You know, mm-hmm. we opened on March 4th and we're, we're just kinda of getting our sea legs in our location. Uh, you know, one of the things that we really love is supporting our community. Uh, and now we have a greater ability to do that, you know, in terms of not just charities, but, you know, just sponsorships for things. Uh, you know, we, we're only as good... I think as we good. talked
1: about you guys going... I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll be not like, oh, here he is again. You
2: know, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, our doors always open for those kind of things. That's you great. Know, um Because we're only as good as, as the people that hang out in our place. Sure. You know, and so we, we really love getting involved and we hope that now that hopefully COVID is is passing some things that we loved to sponsor are coming back sure. you know one of the things that we had one of the best times doing was the the Cal Harbor race up in Northport which is a really famous 10k run yeah you know and we went through what 20 kegs of beer in about 3 hours oh yeah you know and I and was like one of the most fun days yeah. uh, and that was the October before the March where COVID began you know and so that's that's like one of our favorite things you know to be po- literally part of the community sure. and that's why we we're excited to have a bigger location to be that's more awesome. part of that
1: and, and Lindenhurst does have I mean when, it, when everything gets back to normal they have an October fest they have sure. a spring fest they have a lot of great things where they close down Wellwood Avenue yep. and uh, so that should lend itself to uh, some great times so lastly if if you know Maybe I'll give you an opportunity for some closing remarks as far as uh, anything. But as far as people being able to reach out or contact you, or where, where else can they find you know your beer and, and all those kinds of things? So I got to tell you, as a beer, I, I like beer. Uh, it's, it was really great coming to your place. The beer is, is delicious. It really is. It's real good. But uh, where can people contact you or look for you and, and things like that?
0: The, the best way to contact us is through uh, honestly through social media. Or Instagram and, um, and Facebook pages. So Instagram, we're at Sand City Brewery, and uh, that's the, the Northport location, and it's uh, at Sand City South is the, um, the Lindenhurst location and then just on Facebook, um, as well as, you know, you can go to our webpage, www.sandcitybeer.com, and in there you can contact us through email. But that's the best way to get in touch with us. Pretty soon we will be rolling our beer out to a lot more establishments, so hopefully people will be able to see it, and at which point, you know, hopefully a lot of people will be asking for it at different sure. establishments, so then those establishments will be reaching out to us. Right. Um, and at that point, we hope to have it, you know, available on our um, on our social media pages as well as the website where we're located where you can taste uh, you know where you can taste it. But for now, um, the best the best place to come is straight to the source. One fifty South Wellwood Avenue in Lindenhurst or right. sixty Main Street in Northport. And uh, you can see the operation, all the beer that you're drinking from those taps is coming right from those tanks. And uh, you're getting it fresh and you can get cans to go, growlers filled
1: that's awesome. So, Bill Kiernan, Kevin Seiler, guys, we want to thank you so much for coming in today. Uh, we look forward to your success, and it uh, sounds like you're on your way. But thanks for being here today. Appreciate it. Tom, thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. That's great. So, you've been listening to Economically Speaking. Have a great day, everyone.
0: This episode of Economically Speaking was brought to you by the Town of Babylon IDA. For additional information and to find out how to stay connected, Like us on our Facebook page at Count of Babylon IDA, as well as our website, babylonida.org, where you can subscribe to our email listing and find links to our latest episodes and newsletters.